Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, the phone lines. They're open. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs Tech Line. We're going to take on Georgia Tech tonight at the Yum Center. Sounds great, Mark. Meet you there. Did I sell you on it? Yeah. I mean, I, hey, look, you don't, you don't have to sell me on it. I go to these games. I'm, I'm going to be there with bells on tonight, you know. We'll see if I ring those bells. Or if they they disappear by the you know second half. They sure honestly pay you to go to these games at this point, Dave. <sighs> That's a great idea. I mean, I you and everyone else is going to these games. And you deserve to be paid to go to these games. I would like a voucher of some sort. I think the thing that is depressing, among a litany of things that are depressing, is that Georgia I mean, Georgia Tech's bad, but we are not even a full year removed from Louisville beating Georgia Tech by 10 in the ACC tournament. And it might have been like the one of the two or three best like feel-good moments of the year last year was how well they played in that first game in the ACC tournament. And in particular, Sidney Curry looks like a different person. And that's where I think one of these – some of the contrasts that just arise as we go through the year uh, that are unavoidable, this is one of those that, like the video or whatever, the video feature, I'm not good at uh, editing videos or whatever else. I guess I could probably do it myself. If they, if they play like they did against Notre Dame tonight, the ability to, to put on film you know, a, a terrible effort against Georgia Tech tonight versus what they looked like a year ago against Georgia Tech is going to be one of those things that will be very, very difficult for Kenny to kind of live down. Yeah. Yeah, that's been one of the, one of the most jarring parts about this season is the person that we thought was just absolutely 100% going to benefit from time with Kenny Payne was Sidney Curry. And he finished the season so well last year. And he was exactly the player that we're talking about we wanted this year. We're a guy who, like, man, he might make mistakes, but guy, he's a bull in a china shop every time that he gets that ball in a good way. Like, he's, he plays so violently 
that the def- the defense has to figure out how to react to him, and usually they don't know how to do it. You know, if he lowers his shoulder, he does everything with such force that usually it works out for him. Like the lane clears because the defender's like, Dude, just getting jostled around, getting pushed around. Doesn't know how to react to him the same way he rebounded. Like everything he did, he did with force and effort. And something happened, man. And it wasn't all off season. We talked about how he looked great in June. He came around here and he looked like he was trim and he was ready to roll. Sometime between June and the beginning of the season, he got unmotivated or something happened and, and, and he's out of shape and he doesn't look like the same player he was last year. Set aside any chance of improvement. Like we thought we had a raw ball of energy and, and, and some talent and ability there that he was going to be able to mold. And I think that's one of the things that's – we've talked about how out of shape he's been and how disappointing he's been, but I think it's it's one of the bigger marks against Kenny, the whole Sidney Curry saga, where it's hard to – outside of L. Ellis and Mike James, who was hurt all last year, it's hard to, to grab anybody from last year's roster and say, this guy's better than he was last year. And the biggest indictment is Sidney Curry, who's worse than he was at the end of last year. And, like, yeah, he's out of shape, but why weren't you on top of that? Why is he playing out of shape? You know, why 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 didn't you get that under control when he got here? Like, there's ways to do that. I mean, Rick Patino did it with everybody. Ellis Miles was so far off of Patino's in shape, you know, like he had to he had to work on him from the day he got here, or he never would have seen the floor. I'm so conditioned, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's nothing you can just throw I'm, out with Sidney Curry. I'm you know? so conditioned to players, college basketball players, having to be in the and, and look at me, but the most insane shape. Like every single time I see a player like that dude for NC State this year, yeah. or players like that. First of all, they're delightful to watch, mm-hmm. all of them, because they're us. When you and I, when we were kids, that was us, right? But I love those guys. But every single time I see basically kind of a chubby. Really good player. I think like that Rick, Rick Pitino is going to have an aneurysm if he sees that oh, guy. Yeah, I think sure. that all, it's ridiculous, but it's it's just ingrained. What if Rick had taken somehow like everything had worked out? He'd taken the U of L job a couple years earlier, and rest in peace, Troy Jackson was still on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> like, that love that uh, Xavier or whatever his last name was. The, what's that? The guy with the goggles and all the yeah, gigantic yeah, like Troy truck driver looking guy. Well, four hundred pounds. You know, he was six eleven. Like 380. Close to four. He's pushing four bills. Like, I don't know what Rick would have done with that. Like, would we have seen, like, Troy Jackson, like, 200 He would have installed treadmills pounds? on his feet. <laughs> like, roller skates. Like, That's no right. matter where you go, you're treadmilling. <laughs> Every time you think you're staying, like, as soon as you stop walking, you the start treads walking start again. going. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the, uh, you know, when you pull up to stop light, those cars, when it turns off. Yeah, like yeah. It's just the opposite. You stop, it turns on. It turns All on. All right, you gonna That's stand right. still? Why don't you move a little bit? That's right. And take like, a couple steps. It's not to absolve. We do know they're not walking, not moving. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, when Sydney goes home, like it's it's on him to maintain it. I'm saying when he comes back, and he's so far out of shape, and we didn't even hear Kenny had really address it until like was it late December when he said something in that post game press conference where he's like. You know, we, we've started to – we got Sydney on a diet. It's like, man, why wasn't he on a diet the moment he hit campus in August? You know, like it was just so – it was so weird. Such a bizarre soccer well, with, with Sydney like playing so passively and looking so soft compared to what he was at the end of last year. The, the Curry thing in particular is because 
when Kenny arrived, our taste of Sidney Curry was him at kind of his best at the end of last year. And he, yeah. he was in good enough shape to do what he, he was doing. He played into shape. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And do you know, what, you know what he reminded me of? And when he's in great shape, and st- he reminds me of Mike Tyson. That's what I think of with him. He's compact. You know, but but, but he's never going to be small. Yeah, yeah, like but not like. But his quick movements for a guy that size and all that sort of thing. Like that's what I thought of with him as a basketball player. That's what I mean. Like but, Mike Tyson, same way. Like he's never going to be small. Like even when he's exactly at his right. most, even at short though. Yeah, undersized. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just compact. And you're just like all this power. That's really but he's what so I, broad. Right. Like yeah, that's what I thought. But he wasn't in bad shape by the end of last year. You hire Kenny Payne. You finally, you know, when we got into the summer and the workouts and all this, here he is. He tells us how to go with him the first time. Uh, and he's like, well, he he made it through like what half of the workout. Remember all yeah. that? It's like, man, he was already in pretty good shape, and now this is killing him. This is gonna be unbelievable. And then he's far worse by the time the, the the year gets here. And it seems to, and I don't know, you know, chicken and egg kind of thing. If one feeds the other, however it is, but it has sapped all of the the decisiveness and aggression that he played with. You know, last year he played with conviction. He didn't know where he was going, but. He was going to get there through you. Yeah. And not only is he not in the same, close to the same shape, all of that, uh, that bravado that, you know, he was in the shape, the, uh, the Montrez shame behind kind of mold there where it was sort of like, well, whatever it is, I'm going to bully you. And it's just gone. Like he had his mojo stolen, like Austin Powers or something. It's been very, very odd to yeah, see. And the Monstars put yeah. their hand on the basketball. Like yeah. that, that's, it's so weird to me. And like, in, in, that's that's the bizarre part is that they talked about conditioning and how intense those workouts were and like you said how he couldn't get through a whole one and we saw him after that in studio and what he looked great you know and then at the end of the summer and going into the school year and everything like and, and by the time we see him on campus He's let go of the rope, bro. By the time we see him on the court, he's let go of the rope. He's clearly softer, and his mentality is completely different. And maybe something happened, and I don't know the personal life, but obviously there's a, there's there's responsibility on the player to stay in shape when he's not there. But as soon as he hits campus, there needed to be a conversation where it's like, hey, way, the way you look right now and the way you're playing right now, you're not going to get minutes. Like you're, you need to transform your body between now and October. Or your place in our front court is not, it won't be there. Well, and we've gotten to the place now, Dave, where we've had a text into the UPS job text line saying, if Sidney Curry starts tonight, I'm not watching. Yeah. And, and I understand what he's getting at there. I don't disagree with anything you had to say there at all. But a texter did say this. So, sorry, Dave. I love you, brother. Which always means I'm about to bust your ass. Yeah, good luck. Love you, brother. But to hear you say that about Curry, knowing you might have a potato in your hand, <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> like, let me as and a I precursor, that I as a precursor, right, a precursor to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fat bastard. Okay, everybody knows that, and I do have a potato no. in my hand. What of it? Can we save? I am a fat bastard, please. Yes, thank you. We'll do. I am. Keep going. That's it. That's all I've got. I, I you speak firsthand. I'm a proponent of starch, and we know that. But yeah, no, that's look. It's it's. What's the problem? Like, yeah, we we know they didn't have a lot of talent come or not enough talent. Fine, but with what you've got, there's like individual failures that we can point at. You know, like the roster construction doesn't make sense. Sure, but Sidney Curry, 
came back out of shape, and it wasn't even addressed in the press in the post game until December, unless I'm forgetting something. And it's like, man, that should have been a slap in the face. The moment he got on campus, Kenny Payne should be like, whoa! What happened? Where, where was June Curry? Because this isn't okay. And that's where the coach steps in and says, these are the things you need to do before you touch a basketball. That's coaching. That's the whole job. Like That's part of it. And you can't just say, well, Curry's out of shape. Curry's not doing the things he needs to do. Then Curry doesn't play. Well, that's that's Kenny's, I think, biggest problem with the messaging is he doesn't really believe in messaging, but like, the messaging that, that comes out from what happens is you can't talk about uh, you've got to be patient, we're, change, we're trying to establish a culture, all this sort of thing, and then just sort of openly reward bad behavior. And I know it doesn't have a ton of options, so I, I don't expect it to be as rigid as, as – you know, an established coach with guys sure. that are all his, and, and you know the expectations. But at some point, like some, it is amazing. Like, what would it take? What discourages a lot of people? It's just I don't think any of us really know the answer. Like, what is a deal breaker? That's the problem. Okay, and I don't. Here's the thing. Like you said, there weren't other great options. But what's the problem with looking at the entire team? And it's not going from zero to Rick. A lot of people have body fat percentage and, and things like that. But looking at everybody and saying. This is the standard. If you're not below uh, 10% body fat or, or 8% body fat or whatever, or this is your weight loss goal, you know what I mean? And, like, and this is the threshold before you step on my court. And you, and you know what I mean? Like yes, that, that, that eliminates the That eliminates the saying like, well, Rose isn't doing this, and Brandon Hundley-Hatfield isn't doing He's doing making mistakes, but you know what? They're, the baseline is they were in shape to get on the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that should be a motivator for a guy like Sidney Curry to look at the court and say, they're not playing well enough to be in front of me. It's like, yeah, but they're in shape. They can run. They can play 30 minutes. Can you? Texter says he went from June Curry to Mama June. That is a great <laughs> joke. Texter, you're up on your games uh, today. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Texture says, how good of a shape would you really be if your dad owned a barbecue restaurant? That's totally fair. That is fair. That is fair. But in all seriousness, to go back to the like even the summer discussions, you would think it, you know, knowing you know, the hit Curry's issues when he got here and how long it took him to get into shape, but how he looked when he was in good shape, good physical condition, and 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 all of that sort of thing. But then knowing you're gonna go into the year very, very, very shorthanded. You're going to be as limited as you are personnel-wise. You would think that there would have been kind of an extra uh, maniacal focus on everyone being like the very, very best condition they could possibly be. And I don't think Curry's the only one, but he's the one that just sort of sticks out because we've seen other. Uh, he seems to have the biggest difference. And that's what the, we were being told in the summer, is that these guys don't know how to work. Like, we're going to get them there. But they can't even handle these these workouts right now. But we're going to get there, and by the end of the summer, they're going to be finishing these workouts. Like That was the messaging. Whether he believes in it or not, that's what we were being told by the coaching staff. In May, June, you know, through the summer, is we're working them out, and they can't make it through a whole workout. And all of a sudden, the season comes around, and we got dudes showing up that are out of shape. How? How? Did you not maintain that level of intensity in your workouts? 
You know, did you not maintain a standard going into the season? June standard should have been an October standard. I don't know. It's it's they're so it's so inconsistent. Everything's so inconsistent. I know you mentioned it the other day when you were on the wrap with uh with Tyler Grieber and, and Louie. Good job, everybody, by the way. Uh you guys do a great job. Um there's just inconsistencies. There's nothing like there's no and it leads to just a confused fan base and a fan base trying to grab on, grasp onto things that can't. Well, when when the the way a coach is talking about the team, the issues with the team, what he's trying to do to address those issues with the team, all that sort of thing. When what he's saying just doesn't match what's happening. Exactly. You can the fans don't have a lot of options. It's either I don't understand what I'm seeing or you don't understand what you're seeing, you being the coach. And it doesn't take fans very long to reestablish their own belief in what they're seeing and to be very sure that you are the problem, not them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that I don't think you can even say that like normally that gets done within one season. But it's starting to happen here. <laughs> I, I don't text. I would ask you to, uh, to do, uh, expand on this, but the texture just says one guy is out of shape is what the texture said. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but it's a pretty important guy where conditioning was a known issue and has by the way persisted. And again, I'm, I recognize I'm not in a position to, Almost nobody, regardless of whether they're in shape in their personal right. life or not, is in good enough shape to play college basketball right now. It's okay. I don't feel like we have to couch that every time. But, yeah, dude, it's an important guy. It was somebody that we thought was a building block coming into this season. And somebody who, like you said, had a known issue with conditioning in the past. Like, how did we let go of the rope with that? And it's not just conditioning, I think, but I think conditioning is – Part of why it's prevented him from developing the rest of his game, and it might it might very well be with him a symptom of maybe like sort of something larger, sure. where the like just motivation overall seems to. And if there's more to this story, we have to eat all these words at some point. We will. Well, I, 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 I mean, said that every time. But though. tell the story, maybe. That you know, help. like if, if if there's something going on in his life, fine, and 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 that sucks, and maybe he's not telling the whole story to. You know what I mean? Because it's not his story to tell. With Kitty. And, and maybe we'll find out at some point. But it is alarming what has happened with him. I mean, they did take a long time to get a strength and conditioning coach. I know some fans, that was a like, what's going on, Kenny? Why are we not hiring a strength and conditioning coach? That took forever. And, and I mean, that might be a factor to why Curry was out of shape to start the year. But, that but would then be- he was in shape in June. That's what, that's what we keep going back to. Yeah, like how bad he was, was did he... Right. right, he was in shape in June. That's the baseline what, that's what, couldn't have been that bad. Right, right. And, and and he he got into better shape than he was at the end of the season in June, and then came back to campus apparently out of shape and never got back in. And it's just I don't know. It, it I realize that in retrospect, like we are, we look at the the assembly of the entire staff, and it was pretty slow. But I don't want to like re-litigate that whole thing. Kind of like it, we don't want to re-litigate the construction of the roster. Right. We've acknowledged that it was a massive mistake, and there was lots of mistakes made. Um, but, uh, the question I, is, why are you going to fix it, or can you? The, and texture brings up something that I think is true. But I think we just, we tend to not be, we're just conditioned, I think, when it comes to college to to just hammer players. Yeah. But it is also on him. Like, Sidney Curry's got to take some ownership 
of his own conditioning and what he wants to do and what he wants to be. And I think maybe what most was like most alarming perhaps is, you know, Kenny was talking about being on campus or something and, and or the Jaden uh, Rashada deal where, you know, $13 million or you seeing somebody who drives, you know, a hundred thousand dollar plus car on campus and they're as a true freshman, you know, that's, that's coming into school somewhere or something and saying, is that somebody that's driven and hungry? Or is that somebody who's shown like I'm chasing something, I'm going somewhere or I've arrived. And I, that's my worst fear with Curry is that basically like he had a nice end to last year. I mean, if the NIL shows up and some players get to benefit from this, that he, that he really just played this year with a feeling of having already attained. I can't imagine that. I'm not saying that that's it's not possible. true. It's possible. Like everything's on the table because we don't know. But I totally acknowledge personal responsibility in this getting yourself into shape and everything. What my qualm is and what we're talking about is how Kenny responded when that failure happened. Well, When Sydney shows back up on campus and he's out of shape, what was his response? You can even I, – I think – Because that's important. And you can add to it. I, I think what has happened here is like just like a misreading of these guys, a lot of them, almost from the moment he got here. Because we're talking about, you know, Curry perhaps being in shape. And the only reason that we're really harping on that is just because of how just beautiful he played against Georgia Tech a year ago. Right, but that's how we – that was the entree into this conversation. Yeah, the the thought train was Georgia Tech tonight. Man, remember when they just wasted Georgia Tech in the ACC tournament uh, with nothing to play for, by the way, really, at all. Still just did it because they could. And how far we seem from that uh, right now. How did we get here? That's how the conversation started. But And a big part of it is Sydney doesn't play like he did then, you know. It's compa- like it's not just like it's Curry as a starter and he keeps staying in the lineup. It makes me Curry's a captain. Yeah. How like how? I guess the worst part, like the worst scenario, would be like he's he really is one of the best. Like, you know, what I mean? like one of the most motivated and best leaders on the team. Like, oh, geez, that would yeah. be bad. That yeah. would really be bad. But yeah, that's that's the question though. That's it's not that you strip all personal responsibility from the twenty-one-year-old young man. You don't. But the question is, what was the response when he showed up out of shape? Did you did you did you set a standard and say you're never you're not going to see the court until you do the things you're supposed to do? You're a captain. I'll strip the C from your jersey. No, we don't technically have him there. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be a captain if you can't hold up your end of the bargain. Like, there are motivational tools that you have as a coach. They're in your toolbox. Did, were they used? Because he was allowed to play when October and November came around, and he still wasn't in shape. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know? Like the, the the progression of what ought to have happened doesn't seem doesn't make doesn't sense. Doesn't seem to have if, happened. Okay, yeah. if he's in great shape, he's captain. But he's not. Then he's a captain. This doesn't. And he started every game. And he, yeah. Right, and he, like, it would actually. Like it's almost like if I reward this bad behavior, like maybe I'll motivate him, and that—that's the weird kind of way Kenny's talked about them almost from the get-go of like wanting to instill confidence and positivity, and these guys need to heal and all that sort of thing. And it really just has, has turned out like coddling turns out in terms of the way that the guys play and and, and carry themselves, game in and game out, practice practice. Like if you don't get a B out. on this test, I'm taking away your car. Get a D minus, and it's well, like, well, if I take away your car, I have to drive you everywhere. So uh, you can have your car anyway. Doesn't work. 
<laughs> that's not a good motivator. That's not how it works. You have to follow. I through. remember watching uh, Dr. Phil once. This, you know, parents are on there. My child's unruly. Blah blah blah. Right. And the the lady, like the kid, was such a hellion. She'd put him in timeout, and then if he stayed in timeout, she would give him a reward for staying in timeout. And he's like, "Are you?" In the typical, are you dumb? You know, like that's what we're talking you about. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Anyone catch me outside? How about that? <laughs> that's he'll never uh, live yeah. that one down. Never for ever. Let's get to Doc in here. Doc, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Well, you know, I'm wondering. Listen to your analogy. You may have hit on something. You know, Curry's reputation at JUCO, and when he went to Kansas and left Kansas, was he was kind of a, a badass person. Yeah. And your analogy to Mike Tyson, you may be onto something. You know, Mike clearly had some issues that he had to go on medication for, and he became a much more docile and picked up weight. You know, there, you know, with uh, privacy laws and stuff, I don't know whether the university or the coaching staff could say anything about if there are any medical issues that might account for things. Certainly, medications that get used for mood issues. Uh, make people gain weight and change their appetite. And, you know, you can work all you want, but if chemically your body's being changed, there's not much you can do about it. Appreciate the call, Doc. You know, I think it's a – did you have more that you wanted to to add on there, buddy? No, it's just, you know, that going from that bully, that aggressive, that Mike Tyson-like person to the docile uh, person, the weight gain uh, along with personality change, who knows? Appreciate the call, Doc. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to speculate too right. much, but like, that, I, that's I, not ours to know. Everything he said is possible. legitimate and possible, but I, I hate to speculate too much about what's going on uh, with him health wise and medically. It's plausible. Right. I just like I don't, I don't want to put too much on that. It just he kept using a word, and I and I was thinking if there's ever been a word that you don't want used about you as an athlete, Yeah, it's docile. No. You do not want people to be able to describe you like that. Like calm is fine. Like cal- Serene, calm can be whatever. good. Right, right. Docile is not a good Even heel. <laughs> yeah. Docile means docile I can't is, make you move. Exactly. Right? I can't upset you. Which is not what you want to be. But yeah, it's, it's all possible. And uh, he's, his name was Doc. Maybe he's a doctor. If that's, that's uh, true. Maybe if even. if that's what it is, break him again. I'm kidding. Of I course. We should go with the trap door idea in us. A, a, a hard love, for something door. you know. <laughs> trap door. So yeah, yesterday I proposed a trap door right at the bench. The first person who commits a non-steal turnover in the trap door forever. No idea where it comes out. I said the portal, but I don't care. Wherever it goes, it goes. Gym portals. That's my. Yeah. It would like how encouraged do you think folks would be if the lineup is like completely different tonight? Look, I, I'm if it's ready Fabio, for Fabio L. Ellis, Mike James, someone a core four, a core four, has yes, in a, yes. in, uh, in Lance or Lance. Lance. Yeah. I'm fu- like I I I swear, man, I don't think anybody'd be upset about any lineup you throw out there as long as it's different. As long as Liam Payne's not starting. Oh. If Zampane starts, we might go on the air. I don't know. That would just be – that would feel spiteful. Yeah. It it's would. like not only am I not explaining his place in the rotation, like I'd, it's now more prominent. 
How about them apples? <laughs> Just start. Uh, oh, you want lineup changes? Piercing. That's cool. It's like, oh, you're going to keep talking about my kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and you want lineup changes? All right. Yeah. I got that. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Right? There he is. Welcome. Enjoy that. We just see Zayden Hersey just starting bringing the ball up the court. It's like, okay, here we go. Guys. That's how he plays hard. But that's how it looked. The, yeah. Well, the, the other day, like the texter just said, I brought it up the other day. Jeff did that on Sunday. Oh, you don't know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. On, on Sunday in the game at Syracuse, with Louisville having the lead, by the way, uh, or it was a nip-tug game at the end of the third quarter, but ba- benched Haley Van Lith. He also started Narika Kono yeah. and uh, uh, Nyla Harris and sat her two pro- our two prominent transfers and CC and Morgan Jones, CC returning to Syracuse, where she transferred from, uh, he gave no Fs on Sunday. Like He shook it up, and he said he'll stick with that starting lineup coming in the next game. Well, and, and this follows on the heels of Jeff sounding the most like Kenny he had sounded in a long time yeah. uh, in ripping that team. Basically saying, I don't know how to motivate him. Yeah. But he does. And that's that's really the difference is he's you know, a lot longer at this. A lot more – just time and success so far, a lot of history, a lot more to draw on in terms of being the head coach and what yeah. works here. Uh, and But that's the sort of thing that buys you credibility with people. You tell everyone, this team makes me want to pull my hair out, and then don't tolerate it. And then you get something completely different. And if it continues on, well, then you're the problem, coach. But yeah. it didn't. That's what I meant, and, and a lot of people were – we're trying to draw parallels. Like, why aren't you all giving Jeff as much help? Because like, he well, solved it in one day. Yeah, because he's he's got a track record, first of all, of being able to fix these type of things. And I saw his statement as playing another card. Maybe his last one at that point. You know, and, then, and it didn't turn out to be his last one. His next one was, all right, I'll start Mikasa. I'll start, you know, Nyla Harris. And I'll start Enrique Kono. And you guys can watch at the beginning of the game and come in. Maybe that'll motivate you a little bit, put a little chip on your shoulder, and it did. And down the stretch, I mean, CC had one of her best games of the year, um, played really well and efficient down the stretch, and he did the same thing with Haley, sat her for five minutes in the first half, sat her for the entire fourth quarter. And she got to watch Louisville play its best stretch of basketball all season without her. If that's not a motivator, I don't know what is. I think she's probably better for it. Boy, and I think the funny thing about that is, is the, it's you look at it, it could be viewed as a desperate move, but I think Jeff was at a place where it's like it's time to to look and be desperate, because if nothing else, like if this thing is just not going to work like we wanted it to work, I'm going to get to the end knowing I did every single thing there is, including. Have you ever done this? Like you're trying to solve a problem, you're trying to fix something or whatever. You're just like, why don't we just try whatever? And there's no good reason to try it at all. But you just need that feeling of having tried everything. Yeah. And exhaust all opportunities and all all, all options. And in, I think on the women's side, they've done that. Mm-hmm. And it you for the, for the time being, at least, you got some, I think, some positive results that I think you feel like maybe you could sort of pull forward. With the men, it's like, well, we haven't changed anything, and it's not working. Like, we've tried nothing, and none of it's working. And it's like, well... Kenny. <laughs> you know? If you started a lineup... Of like I said, like Fabio L. Ellis, Kamari Lance, Mike James, Mike James, a core four, and a core four, and they played twenty five of the minutes together. You gonna lose by twenty one? Like what's different? And yeah. you might actually be banking some experience if you did that. And oh, by the way, sending everyone a message, 
not just the players, but us out here too. And and here's the nothing has worked so far. It it might it might make it might work for reasons that make no sense. But it would at least give you the credibility to then come to the game, uh, you know, come to press conferences after the game or whatever, and just be like, they wouldn't listen. I went with this lineup. They weren't ready. But you could maybe you could see some things to give you a little bit of promise, a little bit of hope. And like, there's what's to lose. What I think drives everyone crazy is, is like, here's all these problems, and I'm sticking with everyone that's, causing all the problems. The, yes, I mean that's that's been just the the most basic issue this year is that. It's like uh, I don't know how to reach these kids. <laughs> like I'm just thinking like the uh, stand and deliver. <laughs> like, how do I reach these kids? Uh, I'm just gonna keep like these guys don't do what I'm telling them to do. You know they don't they don't listen. Right, They're not coachable. They're all starting again. You right. know like, that's like the the most that he's turned over is one or two players from the starting lineup. Like if there's ever a chance or a time for wholesale changes, is it not now? Man, you don't have a lot of time left, and these are your two most winnable games. Like, don't, don't be like, what's stopping you? You afraid that you're going to lose these guys in the portal? Why? Well, that I mean, you know, like, I, what I are you think afraid that's of? a fair question to be wondering. Like, it, how is like if you're worried about rewarding whatever is or isn't happening in practice, whatever you gain, let's just say theoretically, like that's true. Like, whatever you're gaining, it seems to me in not rewarding, say, Devin Ree or whatever, uh, for or Fabio, or even a core forward. We'll see how it goes. For not being able to do various things. Like, whatever you're getting for doing that, like, you're giving it right back by rewarding what happens in the games with playing time and losing and all that sort of thing and, and just the general grossness of the body language a lot of the times. Like, it, it's, it can, it can, it's at best zero, with no hope of getting any better. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I keep saying that we're going to talk uh, signing day of football. We really please, are going to do it. Keep, yes. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do that. I want to do that. On the other side here. On the drive on I think. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on the second signing day uh, around the country. Dave, you'll be shocked uh, to learn that even in the era of NIL and such, uh, the the Kings pretty much stay the Kings in terms of rankings. With Alabama, what? Georgia, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, all that stuff at the front, uh, at the top of the rankings. It's nothing changed really at all. 
Um, knock me over with a feather. Right. Bring me my fainting couch. I love that one. Yeah, that's my that's my personal favorite one. Uh, yeah, you know, like everybody. Um, I think it. NIL is amazing. Transfer portals are amazing, but the initial recruiting classes are largely going to look the same. I think you're going to see some shifts with schools that are leaning into it harder or using it better, uh, obviously. And I think you're going to see some case by case basis where, like, like a one team isn't going to sign two, four star plus quarterbacks in one class. You know, like things like that. That's in the past. Uh, but a lot of this, um, the new age is going to be in. And we've seen it already, like correction after the fact, you know, water fighting its level, as we've said several times, yeah. things like that. Uh, but the initial recruiting class, like it wasn't going to be like all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, Kansas State has a top five class. Just well, wasn't because be of NIL, right. Yeah. Right. No, I, I don't think anybody expected that. Uh, but I think schools like Louisville are going to at least be able to play in some of these uh, games. And I think they did, obviously, uh, this year with the recruiting class. Even oh, yeah. With, the, uh, with what they did bring in. But you're going to be able to, I think, pick at the margins. And, and in Louisville's case, you know, picking at the margins of some fairly high, highly rated recruits, that is uh, that would dramatically change Louisville's fortunes. And I think it will with a lot of this class. Uh, interesting to note, uh, by the way, that uh, I think Jody Demling and his, you know, the Cardinal Authority or whatever, saying that uh, – Jamar Johnson is in, not only you know, he signed, but is enrolled. Oh, like, he in, ended in, up yeah. enrolling early. And so he will be here for spring, and I can't – That's huge. Well, I can't tell you. I can't. I don't think there's another football recruit that I think him being here early is would make a bigger difference than him. Yeah. Because of, of the way tight ends are used in the offense uh, and him as that tight end. Uh, this is a very, very big boy. I – I have a hard time expressing how excited I am about him in this offense and like therefore very excited that he's going to be here for spring ball to absorb every ounce of the coaching that he can to prepare to be a legitimate weapon for this team as a true freshman because that's what I expect out of him. He is such a freak and so physically developed that I just get him in here Get him starting to get that chemistry right uh, with Plummer, and let's go, let's go like that. He's going to be so important to this team. That's exciting. There've been, you know, Louisville's had good tight ends, but there's been we had a stretch of all conference tight ends for between uh, Ivan Green, and Ronnie Gent. Like we have that something like six or seven years straight, but none of them have. Well, Ronnie was was pretty wildly athletic but none of them have been like this yeah you know the, the you know the gary barnages and all that sort of thing like they were all kind of similar guys really really great receivers solid blockers just efficient but not like overwhelming athletes jamar johnson is an overwhelming athlete well, i've been in ronnie weren't nfl bodies right. all right like they were really good tight ends but i've been was really another receiver on the field and ronnie was similar like he was a he was like 230 240 pounds maybe but he was built he wasn't built like an nfl tight end not back then you know in, in the early 2000s uh phenomenal player at the college level but jamari johnson is like 6'4 270 he's huge <laughs> he's and he doesn't he's not and he completely chubby. showed no, out he's a that, freaking athlete yeah. at that all-star game and all the all-star game practices and preparation stuff he just uh dominated out there made a big jump in the uh 
uh, in rankings at the yeah. end after everyone had a chance to sort of see him in that competition. I love to hear that. It's not super sexy to be like most excited about the tight end in a in a recruiting class, but the combination of what we we know how they're going to be used and as the uniqueness of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think he has as much of an, a chance to be as as impactful as almost anybody. Mm -hmm. I one hundred percent agree with that statement. Um, I think that there's a handful of guys that are going to be contributors year one. I've been pretty adamant on that. Even losing two of the most ready-made guys, you know, um, the two that I 100% expected to be, you know, with Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore, I expected them to be like day one guys. I still think that we have a handful of people that are going to uh, to affect this team and be rotational uh, players, if not more than that. Uh, in year one, so I mean, Stan Quan Clark. Uh, I, I think that Madden Sanker could push for snaps in year one, especially with his early enrollee status and the fact that we have a hole at guard right now. Um, I think he could really push for a, for a starting position, even on the offensive line, with how hard that normally is uh, with uh, with freshman bodies. You know, getting adjusted to the the, the college game. Um, I mean, don't know with a Adonija or Adonijah. Do we know yet? Are we sure? I'm pretty sure that it's Adonijah. Okay, yeah. I, I am, I am waiting with bated breath to hear the uh, the verdict on that because, quite frankly, at this point, I still have people saying Gelati versus Galati, and we're not 100 sure on that one yet. And we have his mom on Twitter. I feel like we could just ask yeah, her straight up. Yeah, but what would she know? Yeah, what would she? It's just her about last the pronunciation name. of her son's last name. <laughs> Like I feel like we could have put this to bed a long time ago. That's when ago. the fans have gone too far, right? <laughs> right. Just ask him, like, hey, yeah. like all these people, like, well, real soon, quick. That that's gonna be so bad. Like if things continue on like this with the men's basketball team, like that's gonna be one of the worst things uh, that can happen. Right? Like we're not going to believe anyone <laughs> about anything. anything. Right? None. We're just not gonna believe anybody. If if Jeff flops, irretrievable. Everybody. But we're, like, like that's what's gonna. We're not gonna believe anybody. Yeah, what do you know about his last name? Like, we're just gonna discount what anyone says about anything. I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. I will continue to say how I want to say. You can't change my mind. <laughs> as a fort, yeah, that's all the season ticket holders do that. You know, like as a whatever year season ticket holder. You know. <laughs> I love, I love when you get the resume like off the top yeah, right. every time. Um, but yeah, like we, we've uh, Joe Crocker was a really nice late pickup uh, for this class. I thought we needed another offensive lineman to kind of fill out the. Uh, the beef section of this of this class um it'd be nice if if we could add Wu spencer but it feels like that's maybe pushing the other direction what time is his announcement again i believe it's this evening yeah closer like, to the end of our show yeah he'll be after the, off the air just yeah. naturally. right i think it's probably right at 605 i'm assuming <laughs> although we're getting off at 530 today, that's right so it, they're like oh we're gonna do it a little early at 535 it still won't matter for us um and we're in on the tight end from Purdue, obviously, and, and also the kid from Indianapolis, uh, who I've all of a sudden forgot his name. Not Gilbert because he committed to UK this morning. There you so. go. Yeah. Well, he that was that right. was he was it was this morning. But um, yeah. Look, I, I love the class, love the transfer class, love the fact that 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 we're, we've got another early enrollee. It's it's just a massive, massive get for us, and I'm just ready to roll. I did hear him say today, Street Jeff, Brown, between the whistles right. at the press conference today, talking about the quarterback room. Uh, and even went out of his way to to mention that it is an open battle of quarterback, obviously. Yeah. Well, they asked them that question directly. And yeah. uh, to mention Brock Doman. 
uh, as somebody who will still be in the uh, the competition there. My man's got name checked at the uh, at the podium. Caleb Johnson did not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to read into that. You know, uh, he um, he mentioned obviously Jack Plummer and how big of a like look he was brought in to do. He wants to play. You know, he was brought in to to do some things right away and win, but he's not going to be gifted the job. You know, Brock Doman's still there. Pierce Clarkson is 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 a new addition to the room. Obviously. The, the, the plan for the future, and he said there's other guys rounding out the room, which obviously he meant like Caleb Johnson. We do have the clip, if you want to play it, of Let's him talking it. about the competition. Let's do it. Well, that's an important position. You want to make sure you have talented guys that can win your football games and lead the team and that you know can make plays. I do think that you know it was important to add a veteran to the mix. Jack obviously knows us and knows our system and has played a lot of football, so we feel good about him. Brock Doman has experience as well, so we want to allow him to compete and, and, and uh, you know, run the offense and things. And I think we have some young quarterbacks that we are looking forward to developing. Pierce and, and, and a nucleus of a few other guys I think will get to show what they're all about. And I've, I've been excited about what I've seen to this point. And um, I think that you know, getting them on the field, getting them game reps in spring practice as much as we can in team settings uh, where they have to make plays with a little heat on them will be very important. Uh, so uh, we're excited about that position and developing it and uh, adding Jack, uh, I think, will be big because he does understand it. Yeah, Coach, I was going to ask you, is it is it an open competition at, at the quarterback position? Well, we'll always have open competition uh, at every position. Um, you know, Jack does have a lot of experience, and we're bringing him here for a purpose and a reason, and we'll give him an opportunity to – uh, to do his thing, but uh, we also want to continue to develop the, everybody and make sure they're all ready to go. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, one guy playing the entire game or certain packages for others or, you know, whatever we think we have to do to win, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get that done. Okay, I love that answer at the end. You and I both kind of winked at each other uh, when he said earlier in the answer, he, he, Jack Plummer, he mentions Pierce, he mentions Brock Doman. And then several others. That's rough. If you're one of the several others, you are behind. Evan Conley. Caleb Johnson. Me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they used to got eligibility, right? No. No, he's a graduate. No. Oh, yeah, yeah football I'm a graduate. graduate. <laughs> they start your six-year clock back when I was in school, which was uh, several sets of rules ago, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> It, look, a very boilerplate answer. In fact, I think Jeff is refreshing in this way. He is a an older school master, and he worked for Bobby and Howard, who were who were good at this in their own different ways of answering questions without really saying anything. It's an important position, quarterback. Thanks, Jeff. That's good. Appreciate that. But like that's he's that's his his mo. Uh, I, I mean, I think he'll be frank what he wants to be. But that was the, that was a lot of. Is of course it's an open competition, and we've got a lot of guys. Like that was. What are you asking me? Hmm. Like sometimes guys, we ask questions like we know the answer. Yeah. Like why are we doing this? To get a soundbite that we can play <laughs> to get a quote on the radio. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. We do like the sound bites. <laughs> Why do I keep forgetting? What are we going to do if it's Brock Doman that takes the field against Georgia Tech? I don't know, whatever. I mean, it better be due to injuries. That's what I'm saying. And I don't want anyone to get injured, knock on wood, obviously. <laughs> but it better be so due like, to people injury. better be hurt, man. <laughs> that that sounds like something Lawrence would say. 
You know what I would have taken from that? He won the job. And Jeff, we trust. But no. <laughs> That's what it is? But no, I don't. I, that doesn't feel like what I want right now. No, Mark. I will say I, that's not what I'm hoping for. I do think it would it will be interesting to see the role he plays, though. Like if I'm Brock Doman, I would like I would have to I would, I would like to think that I can be the backup. Like I can I can I can keep Jeff Brom from uh, from inserting a uh, a Pierce Clarkson true freshman set of plays, which yeah. he kind of hinted at there, uh, because Jeff's been around coaches that did that with Bob, Bobby and Howard both. You know, did that, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that we see this year. And if I'm Brock Doman, that's my goal. If I'm going to hang around here, I'm going to make sure there's no Pierce Pierce Clarkson second quarter packages. Uh uh-uh. uh, we're not doing it. That should be the goal. He doesn't want to get leapfrogged. That's right. All right, we'll come back here one more segment here before we turn you over to pregame coverage of Louisville and Georgia Tech here tonight on the drive and I find the bill. Be right back. 